In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. We're going to go over what we've been doing because I want to make it complete when we go into uh, speaking about the healing of Jairus' daughter. So we're looking at Mark 5, verse 21. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat, that's the Jewish side of the Galilee, to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him. Wherever Jesus is, a great crowd will gather around him. Last night we had our prayer meeting, and I came out, and a great crowd wanted to be prayed with even before we do the praying. Whenever people are hurt, they need the touch of God. And so I did the best I could. I prayed with them. I laid hands upon them. I believe that God said, you shall lay hands upon the sick, and they shall be healed. Then one of the leaders of the synagogue named Jairus came and when he saw Jesus fell at his feet and begged him repeatedly, my little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. So he went with him. O.J. Iris has faith. She has faith in Jesus, that if Jesus just lays his hand upon the daughter who is at the point of death, she'll be healed. What about us? How much faith do we have today? What about faith? Do we believe that God still heals the sick? God still brings joy to the, those that are oppressed? Just yesterday, there was a man who came with the problem of his elbow, and I prayed with him, and he got some relief. Jesus did it. Oh, yes, it's all about Jesus. And a large crowd followed Jesus and pressed in on him. They all want a touch from the Lord, just like us. As I said, when we have a healing service, they come out in droves because they want to be touched. They want to be healed. They want to be blessed. And that's so important that we touch people, not only talk to them, but that we touch them, that we lay our hands upon them, that we believe that God is going to do something for them in the name of Jesus. Now, there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years. She has woman trouble, and because she's still bleeding, she's not welcome to come out into the community. She's all alone, desperate, desperate, but she hears about Jesus. 
someone told her about Jesus. She had endured much under many physicians and had spent all she had and she was no better but grew worse. She had heard about Jesus. I said that last time. How many of us tell people about Jesus, about the prayer meeting that we have on Wednesday nights at seven o'clock where they can meet Jesus? How many of us tell people about Jesus? You say, well, I don't want to be considered a fanatic. Well, you know what? I'm a fanatic then. I want to tell people about Jesus. I want to let them know that he's still alive. I want to let them know that he saves sinners through the power of his precious blood. I want to let them know that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he has plans to do things if we would only submit to him. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. And she said, if I just touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately, her hemorrhage stopped and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Immediately, aware that power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And the disciples said to Jesus, You see the crowd pressing in on you. How can you say, Who touched me? He looked all around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him, and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Go in peace. Jesus gives peace. Only the Prince of Peace can give peace. The world is in need of the peace of the Lord. Oh yes, how we need the peace of Jesus. The world is in need of peace. And they look to the New Age movement. They will get no peace there. They will get riled up and in touch with the devil. Oh yes, dream, uh, whatever they call them, dream catchers. That's New Age. Let go of it. Throw it away. It's not of God. Now they have Ouija boards for Christians. Throw it away. It's not of God. Ouija board is, is in contact with the devil. We want nothing to do with the devil. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the leader of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. Only believe, only believe, all things are possible, only believe. Lord, I believe, 
Lord, I believe all things are possible. Lord, I believe. Do you believe today? Do you believe in Jesus, that he wants to heal you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Do not fear, only believe. He allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And when they came in the house of the leader of the synagogue, he saw a commotion of people weeping and wailing loudly. Why? Because they think the girl is dead. Weeping and wailing loudly. When he had entered, he said to them, Why do you make a commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they began to laugh at him. Well, their grief was not very deep. Now they're laughing at him. We know she's dead. And you say she's sleeping. Oh no, we know she's dead. Ha, ha, ha. You're a fool. But Jesus is no fool. The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. Then they put, then he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means little girl, get up. And immediately the girl got up, began to walk about. She was 12 years of age. At this they were overcome with amazement. He strictly ordered them that they tell no one that they should know this and told them to give her something to eat. Why does Jesus tell people, don't tell anybody? Because the great miracle is the miracle of the cross. This is called the messianic secret. Tell nobody, but everybody's going to know she was dead and now she's alive. But don't broadcast it because the great miracle will be at Calvary when I shed my blood for people that are sinners like me, like you, like us. Chapter 6 of Mark's Gospel he left that place and came to his hometown, Nazareth, and his disciples followed him. On the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astounded. Why? Because he taught with authority. He did not speak words like the Pharisees. He taught with authority from God. They said, where did this man get all this? What is this wisdom that has been given to him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joes, Judas, and Simon, all apostles? And are not his sisters here with us, those who tend to his needs? And they took offense at him. Do you take offense at Jesus? You say, you're not ready for Jesus. 
Well, he's ready for you. He's ready for you. Then Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honor except in their own home town and among their own kin and in their own house. I remember long ago, 1969, the Lord had told me when I went to a conference in Indiana that he was going to do something for me. And when I was on the plane coming home, I said, Lord, you didn't do anything for me. And he spoke to me. He said, your place is in Boston. And here I am in Boston, proclaiming the word of God every day, Monday through Friday. Your place is in Boston. I'm going to tell you, Boston needs the gospel. Boston needs to hear about Jesus. Boston needs to hear about the authority that he spoke with. And he could do no deed of power there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and cured them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. I told you I was in Arizona and I was going to have a healing service. And that night it was going to be at 7.30 and all the beautiful Mexican people came. Not one white person came. All the Mexican people were healed that night. Why? Because they were hungry for God. They had faith. What about the white people? I don't know where they were. They're probably watching their television. They didn't need to be healed. Ha ha. Ha ha. They had no faith. They had no faith. Chapter 6, verse 6. Then he went about among the villages teaching. Why does Jesus teach? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. He called the twelve and began to send them out two by two. Not alone. Why two by two? If one was discouraged, the other one would tell him, Jesus is faithful. We don't need to be discouraged today. And he gave them authority over unclean spirits. And he ordered them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in the belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two, two tunics. Why does Jesus say all this? Because they've got to trust in the Lord. They've got to trust in the Lord, not in the money, not in their tunics. They have to trust in the Lord. Are you trusting in the Lord today? Are you giving him your heart's desire? Are you giving him your life? Are you there for him today? Can he count on you today? Can he count on you to tell someone about Jesus? about himself. Can he count on you today? I remember Betty Foley, the nurse, it was Good Friday, and she said to the Lord, I don't want to be like Judas, 
I don't want to be like him. I want to proclaim your name where I'm going in Boston. She never thought she would pro proclaim the name of Jesus. But what happened? There was a man in the train. He started to preach the gospel to people on Good Friday. And he looked at Betty and said, What do you say about Jesus? And Betty hollered, Jesus Christ is Lord. The door opened and she left. But she didn't deny Jesus. She proclaimed the Lordship of Jesus. But to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics, he said to them, Wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave one place. Why did he say that? Because people were going from place to place asking for money, but not the apostles. Stay there until you leave the place. If any place will not welcome you and they refuse to hear you, as you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. I told you the story being in St. Louis for years and years and years. And the manager called me up one day and said, well, we're taking you off the air because we're looking for big names. I said to him, sir, I'm no big name. But just last week, someone called me from St. Louis in the middle of the night. They were suicidal. And I prayed with them. The little people listen to me. And you're dumping me? He said, we're looking for names. I said, you're planting stones. And stones don't grow. But I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to shake the dust off my feet as a reproach against you because you are dumping us. When I left the telephone uh, conversation, I leaned on the telephone that was in the office and I said, Lord, if I pleased you in St. Louis, send me $10,000. I had never asked for money before and I had never asked for money since. Guess what? One holy Saturday, my mother came to the church to celebrate with us. And guess what happened? She said, I have a check. It's got a lot of zeros. I think it's more than a thousand. It was $10,000. And it was from somebody in St. Louis. My Lord, how you hear and answer prayer. How you hear and answer prayer. As a result, we went on another radio station in St. Louis for a half an hour a day. God is so good. God is so good. So they went out and proclaimed that all should repent. Are you repenting today? Oh yes, I need to repent every day. At the beginning of Mass, we tell the Lord our sins and we repent and ask us to give us our lives back to Him, to surrender. You can only surrender to someone you love. And I ask the Lord, I surrender. 
they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick, and they cured them. This is the first time that we hear about anointing with oil in Mark's Gospel. Chapter 6, verse 14. King Herod heard of it, for Jesus' name had become known. Some were saying, John the baptizer has been raised from the dead, and for this reason these powers are at work in him. But others said it is Elijah, and others said it is a prophet, like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. For Herod himself had sent men who arrested John, bound him, put in prison, on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because Herod had married her. For John had been telling Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against John and wanted to kill him, but she could not. Why? Because Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and a holy man, and he protected him. When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he liked to listen to John. But an opportunity came when Herod on his birthday gave a banquet for his courtiers and officers and the leaders of Galilee. When his daughter Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests and the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it to you. And he solemnly swore to her, Whatever you ask of me, I will give it to you, even half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What should I ask for? The mother replied, The head of John the baptizer. Immediately she rushed back to the king, and requested, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was deeply grieved, yet out of regard for his oath and all the guests, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately the king sent soldiers of the guard with others to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him, in the prison, brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl. Then the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard about it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. Herod had no courage. He loved to listen to John the baptizer. Herod had no courage. He cared about what people think. Let me tell you, don't care about what people think about you. You belong to Jesus. Care about what Jesus thinks about you, not what people think about you. Someone said to me recently, everybody loves you, Father Tom. That's not true. That's not true. I have enemies that don't like me. Thanks be to God. 
If everyone likes me, I'm not preaching the gospel. Give your life to Jesus. Surrender to him. Come under the cross. Let the blood of Jesus come over your sins. Repent and believe the good news of Christ Jesus, that he died for you, that he rose for you, and that he has a new life for you. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and he dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Don't be like Herod, who cared about what people thought about him. Be like Jesus, who proclaimed the word of God and let people think whatever they wanted to think. Be like Jesus today, not like Herod. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.